With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Palmerbet on the edge of the box. Oh, it's a straight-up screamer! Download our app today and enjoy straight-up screamers this FIFA World Cup with great odds, great promos and same-game multi at Palmerbet. Gamble responsibly. For gambler's help, call 1-800-858-858. On Real Adventures, it's time to get all aboard for Dometic Mobile Living Made Easy. Welcome back to Real Adventures. It's time for All Aboard, thanks to the Dometic CIB 26 Cooler Bag. Keep food and drinks cool on your adventures. Our special guest this morning is Scotty from Burmy Bait and Tackle, who's had it tough, obviously, the last few weeks and last few months, really. It's been a, a really challenging period for a lot of local businesses and local communities up and down that eastern seaboard. Good morning, Scotty. Morning, lads. How are you going? Going not too bad. Thanks, Scotty. And now, basically... You've, like you said, Pat, it's been tough down that whole southeast coast of New South Wales. Take us through uh, what you experienced and how realistic it actually was to see what was happening right around your whole town of Bermagui. Yeah, I think we had, um, obviously, from <clears throat> Jervis Bay to the south down to Eden, everyone's had their um, fair share of fires and um, you know, um, lots of property, and et cetera. We've got 350 houses in the Bega Valley Shire now. And, um, but look, yeah, there was um, people had to evacuate, obviously, and move on. And there was points where um, places were getting pretty busy. Uh, food and water, they were pretty good. Like the services dropped in to um, yeah, things like Cabargo, things like Coles had like a supermarket within two days set up with everything for nothing. Aid was coming from all over the place in all shapes and, and sizes, and uh, the response was pretty amazing. But um, yeah, obviously, there's been a couple of yeah, a few lives lost. You know, some of those are long-term bargaining places like that, and. That's sort of, um, it's probably the reality. So at the end of the day, like, there's some amazing stories of people holding houses, saving things and getting out of burnt areas. You know, people have managed to, to hold themselves to be well together and the local community jumped down the whole coast and have done a great job. And um, I suppose, you know, at the end of the day, you're just happy that everyone, yeah, most people are out and most people didn't lose things and um, they get the opportunity to help everyone else and that's happening. I think it's um, worked well. We've had a fairly... Solid storm, right? You know, rain the last couple of days, and that's gone a long way to a bit of those resonating sort of big tree trunks and that are still burning out. And obviously, even down in the Gippsland, they're flogging with some rain yesterday. So, um, yeah, look, basically, when everyone evacuated, people stayed in town, um, small groups, and um, just tried to help each other. We did that, and that was good. We sold 800, well, gave away 800 and something big neg rolls on the New Year's morning trying to feed the Cabago residents. So, we thought it was, um, we couldn't work out why it was taking so long to. To feed everyone, and the sun hadn't come up, but it was actually about nine thirty in the morning, and it was still pitch black. Scary. Yeah, it was pretty amazing. But um, we've had planes and choppers and all that trying to help bomb and containment lines go in. And look at this stage, there ain't much you can do about it except um, sort of move on and not stopping anyone from fishing. It's just taking a little bit longer to get here from the south, and I've seen the made the, the twelve to fourteen hour journey in the last few days, and until a couple of fish and that's probably where we're at today anyway. Scotty, on moving on and the fishing, um, 
everything is well and truly open for business when it comes to um, actually packing up the boat and getting on the water now. So when people are thinking about should I, could I, is is the fishing any good, it's time to get back and start supporting these local communities, especially Burmy, um, but right up and down that seaboard because there's great fishing at the moment, particularly offshore. Oh, 100%. Yeah, look, the small towns and villages, Cornwall and Tobago's and Castro's, and like, you know, any any fall and turnover there has a big impact. It's all relative. Um, bigger towns and bigger cities will be down in sales, but they they can sort of manage it a little bit better. So it makes sense because they've got consistent populations. The towns down here that thrive in, from January to the end of April, let's say, yeah, really look forward to people coming back. There's no doubt about that. But look, yeah, the Kings have been fairly consistent. They've been consistent. The island's just have done every second day. You've got, you know, some good-sized fish only. And then you'll get um, mostly rats the next day. But the fish are there in numbers. So if you're, you're doing your two or three trips or you want to swing to the island for the morning and have a jig or a live bait for an hour or two and, they're on your right, otherwise you can sort of go wide and start looking for traps and casting white baits or whatever you want for dollies. Dollies are a bit small still, but um, as you got a better one around. And um, we've got really warm water here at the moment, like 24 and a half degrees. And, but there's bait just ridiculous. Like it's just everywhere up and down the south coast and the far south coast. And um, it's been good fish in it, really good bite to the north and the bite of Churros. And, um, and nothing's changed. But the biggest thing is the smoke sort of cleared literally. That was the main thing up until even a few days ago. You still had that smoky haze, which made it all feel a little bit surreal. And now you can just go straight back to looking in the Burnley River and there's just no one here and everything's pristine. So that's where it's at today. Scotty, the marlin's obviously a massive factor for yourself at the shop. And it brings, like I said, it fills up, fills up the, all the people fill up their tanks at the local fuel station because they're using fuel all day. Marlin, let's talk marlin. This current's still moving a bit quick. It's starting to shape up though. There's a few fish getting caught out of that current. Oh, for sure. If you find the edges and that, but it's, it's just surprising how much baseball activity there is already. You know, I guess um, I think that's even further north of us. You know, it's not, a bit, not normal this time of year, but you've um, you've certainly seen fish like I think you had on Samakura. Yeah, they had nine fish on one ball cool. um, day before yesterday. You know, um, some guys on Tassie Devil had a three-way hookup just bringing their boat back down from Bateman's Bay once they got south of Churros. Um, some people are saying, well, what's happening at the moment is the fish are really fickle, like whether it's too much bait or temper related. But, you know, we fished Wednesday and raised eight fish and caught two, but I can tell you, we were never going to catch the other. The other. Like they were just coming up on skid boats, head and shoulders out of the water. You could, yeah, you, know, you couldn't get them to eat. Speed up, put a teaser down, like a chain back in front of them, get them back up, get him head and shoulders up again, try and switch, and they just were grabbing baits and dropping them. You know, and that was... Yeah, there's some pretty silly figures there early in the week because the fish were just um, literally there, but um, not on the tube. And then, you know, and then that'll, that'll it'll cool off a little bit and that'll change and bait's still there and people will find the bite will be much more aggressive. So with the with the fish being on the bait bowls already, you, you would think with that temperature there and the, the current, you said there's a few edges there, nice edges there holding fish as well, you would think it's going to shape up to be a pretty good next couple of months? Oh, for sure. Yeah, yeah. I mean, there's always hot spots. There's places where you're going to get two to three bites a day. There's places where you're going to get five to ten bites a day. That's that's every year, you know, whether that's a bit of cool water southeast of either, whether it's straight off Tartha or Maringa or, you know, out the front here. Um, yeah, but it's good to see that out the front here, you know, it's only a 20k run is already being proving quite consistent, you know, yeah. for the first couple of weeks. Even though conditions are probably not ideal, you know, so you probably 
just good to see a good number of fish despite the water being 24 and a half to 24.8 degrees and yeah, not a sole car. I think it's up welling and pushing west a bit underneath because you just get out over the edge a little bit and you just have a really unstable sort of washing machine like swell and roll. And you can just tell that even though the current's sort of probably running to the south, you've got, um, there must be some sort of current pushing up westward, you know, subsurface, just the way it makes that water stand up. So you're still getting that upwelling, which is yeah. keeping bait tight on the tight on the edge itself, not so much back in settling surface. So that's a good sign. Let's take it inland a bit. I've seen on the social media a couple of couple of big flathead have been caught as well, which is also good to see in the inlets. How's that fishing? Yeah, good. Um, all of the has been consistent. Not, not consistently big fish, um, but just good animals. Um, people can go and you know, release all they want or keep their food or whatever. But a lot of fish seem to be around that 45 to 50 centimetres, which is a, a good fish on a hard body or a soft plastic for anyone to catch. Um, what we go inlet's probably been the pick of it the last 10 days. It's just been uh, just highly productive for anyone where they're kayaking or off the bank in the tinny. Um, and Mogarika or the bigger river at Tartha is... Stand out probably for the bigger animals and Chiros also. But, um, we had the, the young fellow. We put a pitch up of his 71 centimetre flooded there this morning, but he's rather popped him about half an hour later with a 91 centimetre fish. <laughs> That's just like, I mean, I've been caught one over the mid 80s and lots of us haven't got much above that. And you know, the these youngsters getting around and <laughs> pulling <laughs> 80 plus centimetre fish. Just on a regular holiday, so that's good to see. And that's, that's good. Um, good. There's lots of bait in the inlets, and they're closed. Because the inlets have been closed for so long, I think it's getting a better sized fish. The snapper have become a legal size in Wallaga Lake now. Um, you know, you've seen a few fish in the mid 40s. Because um, everything that's in there is surrounded by bait and trying to grow. And uh, as long as we don't get a massive push of black water from, you know, excessive storm damage or anything like that, that might rush a bit of black water. And, in, uh, we've had a few showers of rain. That's stabilised the country a little bit. It's actually greened up. We drive to Tobago now; it's green. You know, two inches of Kikuyu coming out of the water, and it was burnt ten days ago. Yeah, so, yeah. Shows you that um, we need that to stabilise to the topsoil, so that we get nearly sort of bigger storms that you normally get in February. We're not running off into the estuaries with ash and filth, just to, um, really stuff up the fisheries a little bit. So that hopefully we can get away with. That not happening. It's amazing. Scotty, thanks for joining us this morning on Real Adventures and and I suppose filling us in that the area is fishing incredibly well. So if you're thinking around fishing the Bermagui region or right up and down that eastern seaboard, um, latch on your boat and get fishing. Thanks, Scotty. No worries. I just wanted to say, lads, if you don't mind, we do have that auction that we launched with Timmy Dean from Clipso Fishing Adventures yesterday. Um, for three days at Cairns, um, fishing all inclusive worth about 11 grand. Uh, but that is going to be an option open until next Monday, and that is going to go directly into the community via the Country Club, which we think is an appropriate channel. So it's very good of Tim. And, and we're going to keep an eye on if anyone's thinking about to go into Cairns this year. Where can we, uh, just, just so everyone knows, where can we find the auction to bid on it? Uh, what's it on? That's just a bid, a bidding in the comments on our Facebook page on the thread that is pinned to the top of the Burmie Bait and Tackle Facebook page. So Burmie Bait and Tackle, it's or pinned to the top. There. Get your bid on there. Yes. And do you, and, uh, do you spend some money, Patrick? Pull, the, pull it out of the pocket. and uh, <laughs> No, that's good because we've had a few of those down here and that's awesome to see the Burmie. They've copped the fires and they're doing this and well done to Clip. So yeah. that's awesome for donating. How much? 11 grand, you say? 11 no, grand. Three, three full days, all inclusive on our cans on the Black Island season this year. And uh, you just got to cover your affairs up there. Current bid's around $8,500 and 
I gather as we get to Sunday afternoon and next Monday, that'll probably go for a little run, but it is all for a direct injection of cash back into the immediate economy. For places like the Country Club that could not trade for two weeks and um, really suffered, acted as the RFS and clubs of in-club is a vital linchpin in any little township, considering it holds all the sporting clubs and things like that and whatever else in town that's owned by the community. So it's a good cause. So anyway, it's something to look out for. No, that's that's great. Well done, Timmy Dean. Well done for donating that. Clipso Fishing Charters. Three days fishing. Log on to the Burmy website and start beating away. Thanks, Scotty, for joining us this morning on Real Adventures. No worries. Thank you, gentlemen. Cheers. Thanks, mate. Thanks, Scotty. Scotty from Burmy Bait and Tackle. That was all aboard for Dometic to Medic Mobile Living Made Easy. It's Ty Power's Big Footy final sale. To kick things off, you can get the power to buy three and get one free on selected Toyo passenger car and SUV tyres. Ty Power's Big Footy final sale can't last. Visit typower.com.au now.